Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Episode 18. Episode 18. One year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Ben. You did. You sent me that just before we jumped on. I got a little bit emotional, to be fair. It's, you know what? It feels like I've known you all my life, Rob. I know. It's not anniversary for the podcast. It's our anniversary, as in. Our, I, think, I think it was the 1st of April um, yeah. last year when I put on to Facebook that I was running London Marathon. And you yeah. contacted me. The dodgy brummy lad, as I said in my poem, contacted me. To ask yeah. if he wanted, if I wanted, if I wanted him to do me a training program, um, and look at this bromance now. The thirteenth of April, twenty twenty-two. Thank you to Ben Russell, who's going to be doing my training program to support my tri marathonalon. Tri marathonalon, yeah. So I did three didn't I? I did Potters off, uh, Stafford off, and then uh, London Marathon. No, no, Great North Run as well. Great North Run, yeah. You did Great yeah. North Run and London Marathon in in the same. Same year and same training block. I know. Most most people would give up after that. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish you had done. No, um, one year. Just we celebrated one year with a lovely roast dinner. Yeah. We went out for dinner. We did. We didn't. We didn't know. I, I, I must admit, I, I thought it was longer than a year. <laughs> in a good, in a good, in a good way. In a good way. It does feel a lot longer than a year knowing you. Um, and we've only, how many times is it we've actually met face to face? Four times is it now? Or something like that? Four. Every time has been a blast, though. <laughs> yeah. Every time has been a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. But we do see each other every week. So, you know, it's it's pretty nice. Pretty nice to keep going. It's all good. But um, should, we, should we talk about it? Should we go for it? Crew. Yeah. Crew 10K. We, we, we've told the listeners that we went out for a roast dinner. We didn't just—I didn't just drive all the way to where was it? We went to out just outside Crew. Just that horn, hand uh, and tr- hand and trumpet. The hand and trumpet. I didn't mm. drive all the way out there just to have dinner with Rob. Um, <laughs> we went. We went to do some serious business, didn't we? We did. We did. We uh, Crew 10K. So the uh, fourth fixture of the North Stars Road Road Runners. North um, Road Runners. And my third race, your second race. Um, Correct. Whilst you tell, whilst you tell the listeners about the um, about your crew 10k, I'm just going to bring up the NSRRA leaderboards and stuff because it'd be nice to give them a bit of an update as to where everybody is. But yeah, uh, quick shout out to Amanda Kelly. Yeah, putting it all together on the Stoke uh, yeah. Facebook group. Yeah, that must really have took good some time. That I know. Some time. Much appreciated, Amanda. Thank you very much. So I, Crew 10K was, it was an okay run. Um, I've recently had new trainers and I'm not going to be the typical runner and use excuses for a poor run because it wasn't a poor run in my eyes. It was about, 50- about to use the trainers as an excuse, people. <laughs> bear with me, bear with me, guys. <laughs> so my PB is 50 minutes, 50 minutes, 13 or 30, something like that. I can't remember it for 10K and that was at Wilmslow. Um, and I said I was going to try and get close to that at Crew 10K. And I relatively did. I think I got 51 minutes, uh, 51.30 something. So it wasn't too bad. But within regards to the NSRRA, Nostas Roadrunners, 
I came ninth in my group, which I kind of guessed, I must admit, because there was a, there was a Peter Gibbs, who is an ex- excellent runner, Stoke Fit runner, so shout out to Pete. Um, he was way in front of me, and there was a bit of a cluster. Fifth, fifth, I think, Pete. Yeah, fifth, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a cluster that were behind him at the time. I think they must have gone past him at, towards the end. And it was it, it reminded me of when you watch look like a London marathon or, or a professional runners, the elite runners all cluster together. It reminded me of them because it was about four or five people with F on the back, and I could see them all the way, and then they just went. Um, and then a couple other people went past me, uh, and... and Again, excuse alert, um, about three kilometres in, my calves just felt like they were going to pop. It was really bizarre, both calves, mainly my left one, and it was like going down towards my ankle. Uh, and the only thing I can think of is it's because of my new trainers. I've had new trainers. I've had them, about, I think, about three weeks now. Is um, it, did we establish it's the first time you'd raced in these trainers? Yeah, yeah it's the first time I've uh, raced in them. I've been out running in them. Uh, have you done speed sessions in them? I've done two speed sessions in them, and there weren't any issues, but I might because I was on and off, whereas this was more consistent pace. Uh, yeah. And it, it, did, it did start to wear off a little bit. They hurt, and straight after the race, they were absolutely fine. And I mentioned mm-hmm. it last, if you, I don't know if you can remember, I mentioned it last week, how long does it take for you to wear new trainers in? Uh, we didn't yeah. answer the question, but it was on my mind because... I know that they were not causing me issues at the time, but I kind of guessed that they were might cause me issues. Uh, and, and it was funny because uh, running, I think I'm probably about, what, about six kilometres in, five kilometres in. Um, I think I mentioned him on the show before, Neil Reginald, who's in my group, uh, he went past me. <laughs> I think I mentioned it. I can't remember what I said about, about, about Neil. I don't think I said anything derogatory. I think I might have said to him, I'm coming for you, Neil. Um and he went past me and he stopped by the side of me. I think he could tell I was struggling. He says, are you, are you uh, Rob from the podcast? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. He says, I am the original shoot me hand and then went. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hiya, see you later. And went. <laughs> I think it was a bit of a, I'm, I'm the original, I'm your competitor and then went. So shout out to Neil. He has listened he fin- to he finished. He finished two places ahead of you by the looks he of the SRRA yeah. leaderboard, the North Staff Roadrunners. And then yeah. another, one, another person went past me, and I thought I didn't know there was anybody else behind me in Group F, but there were, I think there was a couple of people I don't think I There's came few, last yeah. in my Group F. Um, but, like I say, not the best run, not the best race, I, but not the I'm going to say now, I don't think... I mean, we had a little chat with Ken, didn't we, at the end? Mm. Uh, he was doing the race commentary. Um, and Ken came on this show a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm asking Ken for my money back right here. Was it? No, I'm it was a great, it was a really well organized event. But what he did say was that it was going to be a f- sort of a fast and you know, a, quite a flat course. I think it's definitely a flat course, yeah. But one of the things that are uh, beyond anybody's control, and it took everybody by surprise because you started in that sort of little industrial state, and as you went over the back towards like the flyovers and before you went into the woods, so about between three and a half to five K, which you did twice, obviously, the wind. Oh yeah, it was right against you. Yeah. So, I I actually think everybody probably posted a bit of a slower time than what they um, anticipated. Yeah. Anticipated, but that's something that's beyond your control. Your trainers issue. I think it's it is a difficult one, isn't it? Because you do a lot of running, 
So you'd expect, even if you went from one model to the next model, that it wouldn't have too much of an impact. Well, they're exactly the same. It's not they're exactly the same. It's the newer version of my old trainers. So I thought, oh, I'll be okay. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at Mizuno because they are Mizuno. Shout out to Mizuno if you want to sponsor the pod. I'm not having a dis- not dissing your trainers at all, but I've used them in the past. The Wave Horizon Five, and I ran London, I ran Great North London, and I had no issues in the five. I thought, oh. I'll, I'll go up to the six, and they look very similar with regards to um, the, the the speed of them and the protection because I need them because I'm an overpronator, so the support. So they look very similar on the website. So oh, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be absolutely fine. But the, the, and what you said to me is it might be because they weigh a little bit more. I don't know. I haven't looked into that, but they might weigh a little bit more, and that's the reason why they're causing issues to my course or and and slash my ankle. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they might be the they're the same model, different uh, version, I guess. You know, because mm. obviously with running trainers, they tend to go like they, they they release a new pair. They call them the same model, but they just stick a different number on the end or whatever yeah. they do. But they all they also do make slight alterations to it. So whether that's a, an alteration between the, the foam that's being used on the midsole, so the, the cushioning, or whether it's on the outer sole, maybe it doesn't give you as much traction and your feet are maybe slightly running a bit different. It mm. could even be that they've altered the heel-to-toe drop. Mm. So the heel-to-toe drop is obviously, for those listening, is the, the gap between the, the toe to the ground, essentially, at the front of the shoe. If that's altered slightly, that could be changing your running um, mechanics and that could be making a bit of an impact. But... I think what it's important to do, you've highlighted it, is when you get a new pair of trainers, is to, to break them in over a period of time. I mean, I I tend to run in the same trainers, um, race in the same trainers if I can. Like, I keep them for race days, so I might not see so much of an impact from it, but I tend to stick to one brand, one version of that trainer. So even if like I'm running uh, in the Adidas Adi Zero Pro, I'm comfortable in that trainer, I'm still using version two. Version three has come out, yeah. but I still stick with version two because I know it's comfortable for me. Yeah. You've got a slight disadvantage with your size 17 feet. Well, that's the problem. I was talking about it yesterday at Stoke Fit, and they were saying, have you tried these? I'm like, the problem is getting size 14 because I can get Mizuno Wave Horizon 5, <clears throat> but I can't get him in my size. So he's like, well, what do we do? And, I, and I've, spot, I've contacted Velo Runner, uh, mm. a, a shop close to me in Stone. Shout out to Velo Runner if you're listening, um, to see if they can do anything because that's where I got my last two pairs from of the Mizuno ones was from Velo Runner. They suggested it. I went in for a gait analysis, and Danny at Velo Runner suggested that I had these Mizuno, so I had them. There was I had two options: one or one these ones or these ones, and that's what I always get with my size feet. And then I went back and got the exact same ones in the same colour uh, and I ran London in them. But that's, I suppose, that is, you live and you learn and that's learning lessons. And it might be that if I carry on using these Mizuno Wave Horizon 6, that I get used to them. You will, you will. I'm, I'm pretty sure you will. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, one thing, you take your hat off to, to you, um, you're carbon-free, Rob. 
Yeah. You are carbon free. You, yeah. you you're not you're not in a position where you can readily get hold of carbon plated trainers. So no. you'd have to you know, they'd have to take them off a, the bonnet of a car if I had to. <laughs> Just running with two Fiesta bonnets strapped to yeah. his feet with a bit of rubber at the bottom. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out how many people in your group above you are running in the carbon plated shoes. Whether it makes a difference to them or not. Obviously, mm. there's a little bit of science behind it. That's a discussion for a whole new day. But yeah. you've you put out a good result. You should be proud of it. It was a nice um, finish seeing you working hard. You could tell you'd worked hard all the way through it uh, when we when you came across the finish line. Um, and look, you're sitting, what is it? Seventh, seventh in your group. Yeah. 129 points uh, for you off three races. Um, the top of the group, Chris Colborne, um, he's on 189 points, Rob. But he's done four races. Yeah. Um, Peter Gibbs has done four. Stephen Plant's done four. So out of those that have only done three races, you're pretty. In, you, you're sitting pretty well in that league, I think. I Me, mean, I've, I've got. I got. I've, I've come ninth, fifth, or sixth. I can't remember. Yeah. Fifth or sixth, ninth. Well, an av- average of forty-three points. So it's you're in a good spot. I think actually, mm. if you. If you keep the consistency, because you you're local and you do like racing, and I think mm. last year from from memory you did pretty much all of the last what five or six races. Yeah, I, did, I think I did five races in the end. Yeah, so there's there's well over half a season remaining. So I'm, I'm backing Ken's prediction. <laughs> keep that consistency, you'll be up there. I'm hoping so. I'm a, and, and 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 like you say, it's it's nice to. It is competitive, and, and, and I want to, on a finish ninth. I thought to myself, "Oh, that's rubbish," but it's not rubbish. I'm not. I'm, I'm happy with ninth. I you think should, yeah. after what after after the after the event, and it was a good event. It was very. Yeah. No disrespect to the, the organisers, it's quite a boring route, I would say. Um, there isn't much to look at. Mm. The pavements uh, along the side of a roads. Yeah, uh, and it is flat, but the problem with flat races is there's no respite. Uh, there's no up and there's no down. Yeah. And I was speaking to to James Tutton yesterday at the Stoke Fit, um, and he was saying he doesn't like that race either because of that fact. It is quite boring and it's it's two laps. Um, yeah. But he's he, he's looking forward to doing your talks to half, which we'll come on to in a bit, which is up and down and it is different. So you're looking at different things. So yeah, and I think that is a big a big thing when when you're out running. I was talking again talking to somebody in Stoke Fit whilst we were running, um, training for a marathon, training for half marathons is that change of scenery. If you don't have that change of scenery or if you're not looking at anything in particular, which is quite appealing, that can have a detrimental effect on the, the way that you feel in a run. And that's just shown with crew. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of, I enjoyed the... I enjoyed the fact it was two laps because I mm. thought in the first half of the race you didn't, you know, you don't know where you're going pretty much. The second half of the race, you know a little bit of certain markers, how far you've got left, and yeah. when sort of the right time to ent- empty the tank and where you yeah. put your effort in and where you aren't. But you're right, it was, it was, it was quite technical to be fair because you yeah. had to mind like you were up and down curbs, you were on single pathways at times because it wasn't closed road. Yeah. There's that little bit through the woods where you sort of you were twisted and turning, you were yeah. you were watching your feet. It was a little bit muddy underfoot at times. Yeah. So I think they do they do very well at Crew to put on a 10k race in such a small area. Yeah. Um, and I think what there was about 250 300 runners. I think probably went through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a nice sort of finish line, good good atmosphere at the end and. 
and obviously very well organised. So sh- again, shout out to South Cheshire Harriers who organised and, and marshalled it. Yeah. So thank you to them. There's no disrespect to them at all. It was just the the route Not for the me. Not the most scenic. No. Anyway, what about you? We'll move on to me. We'll move on to me. Before we get on to me, because you know I'm going to get a lot of praise on this this episode. (laughs) I can I can sense it. You know I can just sense it. Um, Group F was won by a friend of the show, Rob Moran. Yeah, yeah, he did really, really well. Really, I contacted uh, him after, and he was dead surprised. He had an inkling that he came first, but he was really, really surprised. So shout out, Rob. Well done. He came second at Olsager. He didn't do he didn't do Rugeley and Knighton. But he came first here at Crew. Um, Richard Horton, who's the only person in your group with an average of fifty, mm. uh, who runs for Trentham, um, he won all Sager and Rugeley. He hasn't run the last two. No. So we don't know, don't know what's going on there, Richard. Hope you're all right, and um, maybe uh, we don't see you at any more races, and Rob can get a win into his belt. <laughs> See how it goes. Well, that's what um, we were saying yesterday. We were talking about because people are asking questions about how does it work and how does the table league work and things like that. And we'll ask that question when when Ken comes on because Ken will come and hopefully come on and after he talks to half. But what James yeah. Tottenham was saying is don't worry about it up until yeah. race thirteen. There's no point. It's too early. It. Yeah, it's too early. Um, but yeah, my race, I. It was it was an hour drive for me to crew, um, so I had nice support from Rachel and the kids again. Um, met up with Terry Stafford at the start, who's one of my uh, yeah. coached runners. So shout out to Terry who finished his first race. It was his first race at Crew, um, and I watched him finish, which was nice. And he he put in a real good sprint finish and came in with a really really respectable time for his first race. Claimed his Easter egg and off he went. Um, it was nice to see see Terry there at the start. Um, it was an interesting one because I I sort of had a, the, the same sort of race plan. Cause it's only my second race. I did all Sager. Um, and I, I, I go into these with a bit of a race plan and that's to try and finish as high up as I can in the league. Um, but also in the back of my mind, I've been training well. So I wanted to go for a bit of a 10k PB. Coros, Coros mm-hmm. predicted I should be about 35 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but we had a chat about that a couple of episodes ago. And so it, one part in my mind's going, right, you need to go out and do 35 minutes, which had I have done that, I'd have won group A. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that was out of the picture straight away. So I sort of went out at what I thought would be a good 10K pace. So like you said about sort of a pack of runners went off from group F the pack of runners from group A went off um, which I think was um, led by the likes of uh, you know people we've had shouts on the show before Christian Prince um, I think uh, Stephen Jennings went out at first with um, uh, from Stoke Fit and then there was we've got uh, Sam Sam Crozier who I think ended up winning uh, group A mm. um, so they all went off and I was like these guys are seriously rapid runners. So I sort of stayed back a little bit and tried to hang on to sort of what I feel was like my 10K PB time, um, which I managed to get. Snuck under a 10K PB, which I was delighted with. Um, but the big the big thing for me came in the actual race in itself. And a, a funny story from the race, which sticks in my head. Um, I told you after about it. So I did the first lap Um pretty much with my normal tactic go out be the first runner in group b 
and see if anybody goes past me from Group B. And if they do, I know that that's who I'm racing against. Yeah. Um, and that happened in Allsager with a guy called Kieran Bedford. And we had a really good race uh, back and forth until like the last sort of half a mile where I thought, right, now I'm pushing on and never let him back past me. Um, in this race, it was completely different because nobody really passed me until uh, 5K. And it was a guy called Kieran Gilbert. Two Kierans. Um, two Kierans gunning for me. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Gilbert, who runs for Silverdale, shout out to him. He's done four races. He's sitting top of Group B. Um, he went past me about 5K. And he went he went strongly past me. And I was a bit broken, to be fair. I was like, I can't, I can't actually get up to this guy to get past him enough to make him have a bit of a surge and use a bit of his energy reserve. So it was like I was chasing him down up until the second lap when we've come out of the woods and we was about to turn into the industrial estate and I sort of came level with him and he looked at me and he went, I knew it was you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, here we go. And he said, I listened to the your tactics from Allsager. I knew it was you and I knew you were going to go past me. He knew more than I did because I didn't know I was going to go past him at that point. <laughs> but it just spurred me on a little bit. And um, I want to give a big shout out to Kieran, to be fair, because if he does listen to the show, which I'm assuming he does from that, he really kept me going at that pace. Um, because he was the only person that sort of could hang on to. For me, it was quite a lonely race because the Group A's had gone off. It wasn't a scenic run, as we've said. So the only person I had in my focus and my sights for the whole race was Kieran Gilbert. And he pushed me to the end, managed to get over the finish line, took the win in Group B, um, which, you know, I'm pleased with. Two wins from two, Rob. (laughs) but uh, Kieran and me and Kieran had a bit of a chat at the end and exchanged a few messages on Strava. So shout out to Kieran because he and and the other Kieran from Allsager is uh, just really showing me what this NSRRA is about, North Stats Roadrunners. Um, you go over there and it's not always about sort of personal accolades of PBs if you can get them and fast times. It is about racing. It's a real good, proper, honest race. And I absolutely loved crew for that reason. Um, mm top top running uh, from everybody involved I think you can see that if you look at the leaderboards that anybody on any given day can turn up and you're going to get a challenge and you're going to really enjoy it which is good stuff yeah definitely definitely and this and I think the, the good thing about it is there's there's people that that hadn't run before that were running yesterday on on, on Sunday that were in my group <clears throat> so somebody that went past me who came just in front of me Nick Nick Dunning he ran all stage but hasn't run since and then ran at crew yeah. 10k he went past me and then he was my target almost to try and get back to couldn't get there he, he, he i always because i've got a long stride i always think to the last k of a race i can open my legs and hopefully and step on speed. people yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he just went he just, he just went and i couldn't catch him but um, it, 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 it's, it's good it's, it's, it's good it, because it's you're starting to see from the Strava leaderboard that we've set up similar names. You're seeing the names of people that you're seeing at races. You can have a look at the leaderboards before and after the races, and you can now start putting faces to names. You can see yeah. who's sort of running each race, who's coming to the odd race and performing well. You can see who's potentially going to be there at the end of the season. You can start to put a bit of a picture to that. 
Mm. But it, it is genuinely about how many races can you get in and what sort of points are you going to be like looking at the end of the season? Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really good competitive spirit. Um, Ken and the team at North Stas Roadrunners are doing a fantastic job and it, they are friends of the show and Ken will hopefully come back on very soon and give us a bit of a rundown of his thoughts. But talking about putting faces to the names, we met Batman at the end, didn't we? We did, Robin Williamson. We did. Robin Williamson group. sitting third in Group B. Um I had a bit of a fist bump with him. He asked me if I'd won the group. <laughs> Cheeky smile and said yes, and off he went. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's both groups are shaping up really well, I think. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, and we move on to the next run. You talked at a half? You talked to half, yeah. yeah. Are you in? I, I haven't are you signed in up yet. Minute? I haven't signed up yet. I, should, I, I probably will be. Um, I probably do eat back off my back of me sub two hour sort of staff it off um i've got a point to prove a little bit so hopefully yeah potentially uh, and then, like? you talk I don't, to half apparently you don't it's know. quite it's i'm not, not done it before now but i was speaking to james yesterday uh it's hilly but the last mile apparently yeah. is mostly downhill so you can catch up what you've lost going uphill on the downhill last bit because you sprint might, finish as well might have a look at it might have a look at it yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. My money's on uh, Martin Pratt from my group if he runs. He likes yeah. the hilly ones by the looks of it. He does, does it? well on them. <laughs> Looking at the leaderboard. I'm not entirely sure who else is running from my group. Um, let me know if you are running and then I'll decide. <laughs> if Rob Moran or anybody like that's running, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to Scouting mission. <laughs> yeah. Scouting mission. But yeah, you talk to the horse next. Have we, got, have we got Ken on? Have we got a date for Ken? Not yet. No, but I've asked him if he'll come on after he talks to half, then he can give us a lowdown a night and twenty crew ten and he talks yeah, to half. We'll see where we a, are. Yeah. See where we are. Um, yeah, good good weekend of racing at Crew. Um, I look forward to the next one. Should we do the leaderboard? Should we go Strava? Yeah, let's do Strava League. Um, so. We've got oh, from. I'm excited about this, Rob. <laughs> I'm excited about the Strava leaderboard. <laughs> We've got from Monday to Sunday last week. Um, in third, this is I think this is the is a guy that you coach, Morgan Thompson. Morgan. Yeah, shout out to Morgan. Um, I think that's the first time he's been on the Strava leaderboard. It's yeah, it's the first time he's been on it, and I'd I'd expect him to be on it quite a few times now. Morgan um, is someone I've been coaching now for. A couple of months, he's in the RAF, if I'm not mistaken, um, currently um, based out in Cyprus um, on a tour, and he's a really, really uh, good runner in terms of he's puts his session in, he's constantly asking for tough sessions, he listens to the coaching and he pulls himself back when he needs to and takes the advice on board, um, but he's... he's training for Abingdon Marathon in October. Um, so we're on just a bit of a base building phase at the moment. So Morgan, well done. Shout out to him. Um, and I'd expect to see him up there quite often because he's someone that he's a young lad. He's a young lad, Rob. He's a young lad. He can he can do double run days. He can tolerate <laughs> long distances at pace. 
Clearly um, got no kids then. <laughs> no, I'm just there to basically make sure that he doesn't do too much too soon. <laughs> so, um, Morgan, shout out, and we'll uh, we'll see you on there again, I'd imagine. Definitely. In second place, we've got, again, another one of your mates, Penny Massey, 55.6. Well done, Penny. Well done, Penny. I predicted this a few weeks ago that she's going to be mm. up there most weeks. She's training again for London, isn't she? Which is in a couple of weeks, yeah. so... Good luck at London. And then we've got top of the shop uh, with 59.6. The geezer from New Zealand, Sean Moynihan. Top man. Top Sean man. Moynihan. He's on there again. Yeah, he's, so, uh, he's, a, he's a strong runner. He's a he strong is. runner. He gets his mileage in. Uh, he's, he's... Oh. Oh. Has it changed? Oh. I've just clicked on his profile. Oh, go on. Oh. Sorry, Sean. If... Um, if this is true, but uh, he's put on today at one thirty-four p.m. Nelson, New Zealand, um, afternoon run, one point nine seven miles foot injury. Oh, Called no. it quits early. Oh, oh, Sean, I hope you're well, mate. I hope it's not too uh, too serious. We'll look out for you as the week progresses. Um, but rest up. Let us know how you are. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, oh dear. he's uh, he's. He's, he's top of the shop for last week anyway as well. And then well this this week in third place, so Monday to Thursday, we have Morgan Thompson at 22.9. So well done to Morgan. I'm sure he'll be and top of the shop there or thereabouts next week. He's in third place and he's done 60 minutes today. And I know for a fact, because I'm doing his coaching, that he's got to go out again tonight. He's got a double day. So if we were doing this at our usual time... We're doing like it a bit earlier bit. today. If we were doing it a little bit later on in the evening, um, I'm pretty sure he'd have gone out for that second run. He'd, he'd have been up at the top of the board. Well, well, well we can we can feedback next week. <laughs> and then second place, we've got Sean Moynihan with 24.1. Hopefully, he can carry on with his running. Hopefully, his foot injury isn't too bad. Yeah. So let's know how he's going. Speedy recovery. Who's top, Rob? Uh, who's top of the shop? It's uh, Dave. <laughs> oh no, you've done him. You've done him dirty, Dave. Dave Morton, mate. That wasn't me, and it wasn't provoked. It wasn't provoked. It was your best Man City friend, Rob, has just stoked the fire. So top of the shop. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, mate. Is it Ben? So you, Ben? I don't know. Twenty-four point two. Yeah, by zero point one of a mile. Clearly, you got you got you had something in your mind to say. I need to do one zero point one more than Sean. <laughs> um, it wasn't. Pl- I texted you yesterday, and I think I said I might get on the leaderboard because I can't yeah. do my long run at the weekend. So I've had to go and do it this morning, and it came at a big cost. I slipped over. I saw you've got a bit injury yourself. I, I slipped over at six miles. Uh, I was rounding a bit of um, a grass verge. I got my Hoka uh, Carbon X on, which have got like no grip on the bottom. Planted my right foot in some oily mud at the end of a car park grass verge. And I basically went up in the air, landed on my hip, landed on my knee, landed on my elbow. Um, let out a big scream. <laughs> ah! uh, turned around and the guy that I'd, I'd just ran past looked at me carried on walking Rob (laughs) didn't ask me if I was alright or anything Um, so he didn't come and stop my my Coros so I just had to carry on so I carried on to just over 10 miles and that's that's been enough to put me top of the leaderboard so it's first time in top of the leaderboard isn't it first and the last yeah same for me when I got it that's the only time I got top and me and not just Dave but me as well first and the last time I'll be up there Um, so I'm happy with that 
Um, well done. Have we got any shout-outs from the top ten this week? Uh, Amanda Kelly, fourth. Uh, Penny's currently sitting in sixth. Mm. Um, Karen, Karen Sales. So, yeah, fifth. so Karen, she did uh, Crew um, 10K. Jackie Bailey, top number one fan. Jackie Bailey, seventh. She was, there. she was at Crew 10K as well, so she well done, Jackie. Christian Prince is ninth. Um, who's in Group A, very good runner. And Dave Roberts in 10th. Yeah. Um, 48th currently with four miles. <laughs> well, you know, you're building back up. Building we'll talk about up. your training later, but you're building back up. Um, so 500, no, 516 miles we've had oh. this week up to now. Uh, 77 runners again, so 115 activities. Uh, so we do the, the the Strava leaderboard is is doing really really well, and we have got a couple of shout outs as well. So we do we have. So we do the shout outs now. Um, we can do the shout outs now. I think pause. This is where you can get a nice jingling, Rob, for shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. It's just the same as workout <laughs> of the week, but just with a shout new word in it. Week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so we we asked last week if anybody has does want to have a shout out. I put it on to Instagram, and if anybody does want to shout out to anybody, again, I'll repeat what I said last last week. If they've got a PB, or you're really impressed with the running, or what they've done something different, or they've tried something different, or they've just started running. So last week, Rob Moran asked to shout out to Kazi. Which we did, and then we met. I met Kazi at Crew 10K. He was there, and we met him at the park run. Uh, so, if anybody has got shout outs, do let us know at Instagram or at, at couch to coach to outlook.com. So, we have got two shout outs here. Do you want to go first with yours? Shout out of the week. Here we go. Yeah, so we were messaged by um, Matthew Kingston. Yeah. Um, who is. Um, a listener of the show, quite clearly, and is, I think, part of Essington Harriers Running Club by the, yeah. the shout-out he's put on. So Matthew has a shout-out and says, Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. Just wondering if I can get a shout-out to Essington Harriers Running Club. So hello to Essington Harriers Running Club. And extra thanks to Tammy. She has helped so many of us get ready for Manchester Marathon, and we're truly thankful. P.S., Great running at crew and look forward to racing next year in NSRRA. So you go, got Matthew Kingston. Um, obviously loving the podcast. Obviously loving the idea of North Stas Roadrunners. Mm. Um, and hopefully we'll see him next season. Hopefully not in Group B if he's a good runner. I don't know. I might be in Group A by then. <laughs> he probably will be. So again, thank you for that shout out. But again, thank shout out to people that are running Manchester. There's a few people that work at Stoke Fit. So um, Dave Wallace, who ran with me at Stafford, he's doing uh, Manchester. I know that Jason Ashworth is doing it as well. There's a couple more people. Sorry if I forgot who's doing it. If you want to have a shout out next week when you've done Manchester Marathon, which is next Monday, next Sunday or this Sunday coming, let us know. Barefoot Blades running it. Barefoot. So let us know how you get on there. He is barefoot. We were going to get him back on. Matthew yeah. Kingston, by the way, by the looks of it, I've just done a bit of Strava stalking. He actually did crew. Oh, did he? Uh, Essington, yeah, it is. Essington Harriers Running Club, Crew 10K, 46.56. He's going to be in your group, Rob. No, he's going to be in Group E. Group E at that rate. Yeah, he's going to be Group E. Yeah, but you're going to be in Group E. Oh, well, yeah, 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 true, true. 
You've got yourself I didn't a say that. I didn't say that. Ben said that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got another shout out. So look forward to hearing people's stories about Manchester. Get in contact with us and we'll give you a shout yeah, out. Yeah, good, good luck to everyone running Manchester. And then we've got another shout out from Sean Crozier. So uh, she wants to give a shout out to Sam Crozier, her husband. So Sam is uh, in the Strava League and he's in um, Group A with NS and the North Dash Roadrunners. Recently promoted at work, trained so hard, represents the army, his club and county at running, but never let it, in, let it impact his family life. That in itself is amazing. Finding the balance is so important. So that's why I'm giving him a shout out. So shout out to Sam from your lovely wife, Sean. I think Sam is somebody that in the early days of the podcast, we were seeing quite a lot at the top mm. of the Strava leaderboard for whatever reason, we don't see him at the top there anymore. Mm. Um, but he is uh, obviously still listening to the show by the shout out that he's got from his wife. So shout yeah. out to Sam. But um, I mean, you've got to give hats off to him. Um, he came second in group A at All Sage of Five. He didn't do Rougely or Knighton, but he won group a at crew he's obviously doing a lot of running in terms of running for the army i think she said mm, and running for his, his county, county as well um and obviously all that is being balanced with uh, family life and we know how difficult it is rob to to run um and maintain that consistency with the family life but to do it on that level as well is fantastic yeah, definitely definitely so well shout done, out sam, to sam. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. We are very good at doing as human beings. Finding way. Now he's trying to override the body's natural instinct. Yeah. If the body's natural instinct is to bend over and put hands on knees, yeah. it is the right thing to do. Yeah. A lot of problems for human beings comes when we try to override the body's natural instinct and that's what it says in this research as well so the couch to coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players if you like what you hear in this episode please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto download our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running we're two normal guys that live normal lives and although our following is growing we rely on you the listeners to get the word out there about this show so please whilst you're listening remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings finally you can stay up to date with all things couch to coached over on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok just search for couch to coached So shall we have a look at some questions? Well, a question that we've got. No. No. Don't want to do it. I'm don't going to. I'm going don't to. want to do it this week. You don't, you don't have to, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got a question. We had it last week, actually, before. Uh, it was from Julianne Kettle. So Julianne is somebody that I work with. Congratulations. She's just uh, qualified as a band five. So congratulations, um, Julianne. As a what now? Band five. So she's an, she's just qualified as a nurse. Oh, uh, congratulations. Yeah, so she's working where I work at North Stash Combined Healthcare. Um, so she sends a question. She's she's just signed up for Berlin Marathon. She put on a Facebook page yesterday that she's running Berlin Marathon. Um, and we have I have asked if she'll come on the show after Berlin Marathon to talk to us about it. And the question is, does age make you a better runner or slower? 
is it about experience levels? Uh, I think she turns 40. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. <laughs> she turns 40 this year. So she wanted to run, she wanted to run Bailey Marathon before 40. Robert, uh, Robert, Robert. I know, sorry, Julianne. have done that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, to, Ju- Julianne, if you'd, if you'd like to make a complaint about Rob, um, send me an email and we'll take the complaint very seriously. Uh, I hope you're not offended. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julian. Uh, she doesn't look a day over. She doesn't look. She doesn't look forty. So I'll, 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 I'll get myself. She, back really in the said she doesn't look a day over forty. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't <laughs> I was going to say she doesn't look a day over thirty. <laughs> she doesn't look forty, so I'll get myself back in the good books that way. Um. So yeah. So age does it make a difference? Um. I think it is a very, very, very good question. Um, mm. And it's something we touch on every now and then within the show, to be fair. I think it was somebody asked a question a few weeks back about rediscovering pace as you get older. Mm. Um, I want to answer it in two parts. I don't think age does make a difference, first of all, is the is the honest answer, because I think um, a lot of a lot of people have probably not to the point of listening to this show actually and beyond um, have actually reached their potential. Um, And I think it's quite tricky because I think potential in running is something that needs to be unlocked. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's very easy at whatever age you are to stick a pair of trainers on and go, I'm going to go running today. And then I'm going to go running four days a week and what I'm going to do is every now and then I'm going to go and do a 10K and I'm going to see if I'm getting faster. Mm. The problem is, are you training right? And this is something that really, really does matter because I don't think age is an issue. But what is an issue is you will get obviously older. It happens to all of us. But if you're not training properly, I don't think you're going to unlock your true potential. So you could be running what you think is really well consistently in your 30s, four days a week, running just simply easy. I know you might go out for an hour a day, four days a week, and you think you're a good runner. You get to 40 and you start reading books or you maybe get yourself a coach or you start watching YouTube videos on how to train properly, and all of a sudden, you're running four days a week. Three of them are actually truly easy in that zone two, nice, slow, easy pace that we've spoken about. But you introduce to that like speed sessions and different variation on session. And that's adding that variety that we've talked about quite often. And then all of a sudden you unlock that potential and you become a better runner. And a lot of the people that I know through running clubs and running circles are actually you know, well over their 30s. And you only, you've only got to look at the North Stats Roadrunners Leagues and see the average age of people. Well, I was just looking at my group, Group F. <clears throat> Alan Challoner, so shout out to Alan, came second at Crew 10K. He's 70. Yeah. Norman Norman Hindle, I know I've mentioned it, these people a couple of times. He came fourth at Crew 10K and came fourth at All Sage and came fourth at Rusley 10, at Rusley 10. And he's 72. Yeah, so, it's... It's just a number. I'm coaching a guy at the moment um, who's who's training. He's not actually training for running events. He's training for something called High Rocks. Um, oh yeah. 
which is basically a, a, a run. It's a it's a functional fitness event, essentially, a little bit like CrossFit without the gymnastics elements. And it's basically one kilometer laps of an indoor arena. And when you've done your one kilometer lap, you go into basically a workout station um, and you have to do like lunges and things like that. And then you go off and do a 1K run again. And uh, he got in contact with me uh, through somebody I know. Um, and he wanted to get some coaching in regards to his running because he realized that he's quite strong. He does his gym work and stuff, but he wanted to get better at running. And one of the goals that he set through doing this training, his name's Andrew Stafford. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but shout out if you are listening. Um, one of the things he wanted to do as part of his target was to basically get his 5K time under 20 minutes. He found it quite difficult to get under 20 minutes. And he'd, he'd been battling on this for a long time. This guy's 48 years old. He's in great shape. Mm. He's always been in great shape. He's like a hit teacher and he does a lot of work in the gym and he teaches body pump and grit and all these things. He's always been into fitness and always been into running, but it's only in the last six months that he's unlocked his potential as a runner. And uh, just the other week, uh, 29th of March, he went and did sub 20 minutes 5K because he's added elements to his training. He used to run 5K pretty much every morning and he used to go and beast himself on 5Ks every morning. What I've managed to do is, through speaking to him and getting him to understand a little bit, is to cut his running times down, go slower once a, you know throughout the week, and then once a week we put him into a challenging session on a Sunday, which simulates sort of what he's doing in high rocks and working towards his sub-20-minute 5K time. And that's against the argument of you have to be young to be fast. You don't. It's all about unlocking your potential. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think age matters at Not all. Not at all. Uh, I think injuries, you're more prone, probably more prone to injuries the older you get, I would Correct. say. And if you're running quite consistently, then that obviously, again, increases the, the, the risk of injury. Yeah. But I'm 34 um, and I've only just started running. I could probably, if I'd have run when I was younger, I think we said this in the podcast a couple of episodes, if I would have ran when I was in my 20s, teens i probably would be a lot better runner than i am now but a lot of people fall into running i would say when they're a bit older um because yeah i agree i think uh, when you're younger you probably play team sports yeah um when you're a bit older and team sports aren't as accessible let's face it because your body can't stand up to things like football and rugby when it gets a bit older but what you can do going back to the question we had last week uh the lady michelle i want to say michelle yeah yeah. she had that transition from running into rugby rugby to running and was struggling to get her paces back but i think it does come back but over the period of time um it's about training right the other element to Julianne's question is, is experience a big thing? Mm, mm. Massively. I'm a better runner now at 36 than what I was when I was 21. And one of the reasons that is, is down to how I race. When I used to run races when I was 20, I would go out as fast as I could from the start and I would literally run until I was about to explode. I'd have a little bit of a rest and then I'd run again as hard as I could for a shorter period of time until I was about to explode. And that's through inexperience. I now, over a period of time, understand about pacing. I understand about 
what I need to do to get an end result. So what minute per mile or minute per kilometre do I need to run at any given time? Um, do I want to run harder in the first part of the race or the second part of the race because of the undulation in the course? I'm a race in an NSRRA race and do I need to have a tactic in my mind? Whereas when I was 20, just run as fast as I can. And I think everyone's guilty of that. Yeah. But that's where experience comes in. So Julianne, obviously you've you've done races by the sounds of it. I think she did Stafford. She's yeah. done a few of the North Stas Roadrunners races. Yeah. Big thing she can take into Berlin, which is her new target, is that experience. Find out what all the races that she's done in previous years have translated to in terms of what a comfortable pace is and take that experience into Berlin with a good game plan, a good race plan. And I think that's where the experience comes into it. Definitely. She's done London before. She's done Manchester Marathon before. Uh, so she has got a lot of experience. And I think, you, like you say, the more you run the race that you're trying for. So my yeah. ambition was to do a marathon. I never ran it before. But next time, if slash when I yeah. do a marathon, I will know how I felt at this point and how to train. And if I don't put the training prepared. in, yeah, you're better prepared. And that only comes with age. That only comes with experience. So I think age is just a number. And I said this to, I've said this to a, num- a number of people. Uh, and it's it's proven by looking at things like the NSRRA, the North Stash Roadrunners, that there are people out there that are, that are double my age yeah. that are performing week in, week out better than me because they've been doing it a lot longer than me. They've been doing it a lot longer than me. I think you've got to learn from those experiences. I want to just say, like, Morgan, who's on the leaderboard, um, is a young lad, but he's really into his running. And I think if you aren't, you know, without offending people, if you aren't listening to this, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you aren't old, what define old, um, start doing a bit of research into running if you are wanting to take it a little bit seriously and understand the different elements of running. I did London Marathon in 2012. A lot like you, it was my first marathon. I had no game plan, poorly prepared, and it nearly ruined me as a runner in the sense that I, I didn't, I wasn't interested when I finished. Mm. Like, I, I was like, I hated every step of it. I am sitting here now every year wishing I could get a place at London to go and correct what I know, but it's not, it's not that easy. No. So just learn from your previous races at all distances and I think you mature as a runner is a good way of putting it. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. I think, like you say, you learn from races and you learn from runs and we said it last week, you go out to a run and I feel really crap today, I feel really sluggish. The next time you go out, you feel a lot better. That all depends on your mood, that all depends on how much sleep you've had and yeah. I think you need to look after yourself more the older you get with your nutrition, with your sleep, with your stress levels, with, with, with recovery, which, which is really important. So how you recover and what you do to recover for your muscles, but age is just a number that can, and it's really important that you do carry on running, that you don't stop and start and stop and start because it takes a lot longer to get back into it than you do when you, when you, if you just carry on. I mean, one of the quick things I'd say on, on this subject just before we end the question and move on to the next section is Terry, who um, we spoke about already. He's actually training for Birmingham Half Marathon. And one of the things I said to him is you're putting all this hard work in, you're doing a lot of really good training, but you need some experience of running races, um, yeah. which is part of the reason why I said to him enter a race and he just he decided he would choose crew. Mm. But if you are training for your first ever event, half marathon, marathon, whatever distance it might be, don't 
place everything on that target race, I would fully recommend a month or so or a couple of times in that training block, go and get yourself down to a race, a proper race, not because you're concentrating on time, just for the experience of the whole event, the adrenaline you get, the preparation at a race, understanding that you need to get there early enough to find the toilets, all the different things that you don't think about. Get yourself down to a race, even a park run. Get yourself down to an, an experience where you're running with other people in what's considered like a mass participation event because you have to learn these things beforehand. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I would say that when I was – when I've did London in between times I had things like the Stafford Hoth and Potter's Hoth not because I needed the race experience but something else to look forward to as well rather than thinking oh I've got this London in six months time I've got Stafford Hoth coming up in the next month I've got Potter's Hoth in the next two months and it made me focus a little bit more than just focusing on one race so yeah definitely yeah but age, age is just a number. So hopefully that answers your question, Julian. And good luck at Berlin. I'm sure I'll see you before anyway, but we will get you on, unless you're not my friend anymore, for calling out your age. <laughs> yeah. She's she's going to be fuming, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. I do apologise. Like I say, you don't look 40. Anyway. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. Couch reads. Oh, what you got? Let me guess. Uh, you've dug into the uh, Sunday Times. You've no. been trawling the internet for days. You've... No picked up a promotional material at Crew 10K and you've read something really essential that we all need to know. Yeah? No. Uh, runner's World. <laughs> <laughs> runner's World. The thing, the thing is, I'm getting my money's worth. That's what I'm doing. I'm just getting, my, even though I didn't pay for it, Laura's paid for a subscription. I'm getting my money's worth. So this is from May 2023. So this is this, is this month's um, Runner's World. Other magazines are available. And like I said to you before, if the listeners have got anything that they've read that they want to share with us and we can then discuss it, please do let us know. I think that'd be really good if we get a listener saying, well, I read this, what is your opinion on this? Or here's something for you to read and we read it and then we discuss it on the podcast. So if there's anybody out there that has Instagram, Facebook, the usual channels via the email address at couch to coach at outlook.com, please let us know. But for this week, it is Runner's World. I will do better next time. I've got two weeks to prepare next time, so it probably will be Runner's World next time. Go on then. Let's so have this a little one bit. It's about world. recovery position. Not the recovery, posi- not the recovery position you put somebody in when they passed out. So recovery position. I am fully prepped in uh, first aid, so Good. I could I could do the recovery position on you. I teach I teach people how to put people in the recovery position. Fantastic. It's nothing, it's nothing to do with that. So we've got safety in the podcast workplace. We can both put each other <laughs> yeah. in the recovery position virtually <laughs> if that happens. Um, so the best it's the best way to get over a hard effort is down to science and physiology so a sports scientist so professor russ tucker is one of the world's leading sports scientists and co-host of the real science of sports podcast so you can listen to him and he's he's on science of sport at twitter on twitter so when i was when i was always growing up i was always told that the best way to recover after any hard effort is to stand up straight hands on heads deep breathing and we've talked about breathing on the podcast before with 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 uh, 
with Adam from with regards to the canoe slalom and breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your nose. But there's been some research and the best way to recover because naturally what you want to do when you finish running is you, you go on your lean forward, hands on your on your knees. And that's what apparently is the best way to recover is really? to do that. Yeah. So it says, when I started running in high school, my coach forced me to put my hands on my head and stand tall when recovering from track intervals. My default had always been to bend over and put my hands on my knees. I remember doing it and instantly feeling worse than when I was bent over. So I felt better when I bent over than putting my hands on my head. Yeah. Uh, almost 30 years later, my experience has been backed by research. Researchers from Western Washington University got eight, 20 women footballers to do hard 40, four minute running repeats on treadmills, recovering for three minutes, either with their hands on the knees or hands on the head. They then measured heart and breathing rates to compare. So basically the upshot is, regardless, there's also theories behind the findings, getting your head to the level of your heart, so leaning forward, getting your head to let, rather than having to pump up to get to your head is better because um, it's called postural hypertension. If you stand up too quickly, you get dizzy and your blood pressure drops. So that's what they're talking about on this as well. But also it helps the recovery of muscles and your thorax and your abdomen and your, and your diaphragm. If you're stretching it, it's harder to breathe. Whereas if you're leaning forward, it helps with the breathing. Uh, but what it says is try it for yourself. Some people find it beneficial to put the hands on the head because that's, I suppose it's a bit like a placebo effect, isn't it? You're always told to do that. Yeah. Is that going to help? Uh, I mean, it was instant. it was told to me in like PE and stuff that you stand mm. with your hands on your head because you're opening up the diaphragm and you're yeah. more likely to get the oxygen in and all that. And I, I actually went over to Terry on the uh, uh, crew when he'd finished and told him to stand up straight. I stand yeah. corrected. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a poor example because I finished the race and I I, I naturally sat on the curb and crawled, <laughs> you know, crawled up into the fetal position on the side yeah. of the road. But it says um, measured heart rate recovery and the degree which heart rate decreases in the first minutes after each bout of running and found that with hands on knees, it dropped by 53 beats compared with 31 when standing wow, with hands on the that's head. that's a big difference. They also measured tidal volume, so the amount of air inhaled with each breath, and that too was better with hands on knees by about 10%. So not, but there isn't massive difference, but uh, suggests athletes would be better recovered by, by, by doing leaning forward, hands on the knees, um, then standing up straight with the hands on the heads. And that's from a sports scientist. It was a very small research by the looks of it. It was only 40, uh, 20 women footballers. But um, I mean, what I would say on that is the more you think about it, the more it's probably right that hands on knees is going to be the better way to recover and I would say simply because, obviously they've done the research to confirm it, but I think simply because what we are very good at doing as human beings Finding is, trying, way. No, is trying to override the body's natural instinct. Yeah. If the body's natural instinct is to bend over and put hands on knees, yeah. it is the right thing to do. Yeah. A lot of problems for human beings comes when we try to override the body's natural instinct and that's what it says in this research as well so in, 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 right at the end so you you, it's like you've almost like you've read it yourself so it says um the point is your body is good at regulating its own physiology that's why our default action when tired and gasping for air is to often bend to bend over and if it feels better in terms of exercise it usually is and you're yeah. right we do overcomplicate things by thinking okay. oh no we need to do this we stand up straight hands on heads where in fact 
correct. Nine times out of ten, when you finish your race, I do it every time, is you lean forward, you're absolutely shattered. You yeah. lean forward and the default position is to put your hands on your knees and deep breathe. And that, to be fair, what it says here is is, is probably better for you. It says try yeah. it for yourself. So one day do perform at a hard level and try deep breathing for, with the hands on knees. And the next time, try hands on head and see what works better for you. Yeah, so. I think it's. I think that's a really good article to have brought to our light. Uh, brought to our light? Brought to our, brought to our attention. <laughs> brought to our light. Um, no, I think brought to our attention because I think it's something that people can obviously put into their practice in terms of training. Mm. If they feel like they do struggle to recover between repeats, mm. standing repeats that is, because you can't do it whilst you're running. Um, but it is, yeah, doing what the body wants it to do. A lot of problems come when we start tampering with the way in which the body wants us to do things, i.e., you know, we're not, it's not intended that human beings should eat processed foods. Mm. Because if you're eating processed foods, that's a lot of researchers said that's where the bad stuff comes from. Yeah. So it's eating natural foods. Obviously, prices and cost of living stuff doesn't make it easy to do that. But mm. if you think about most things, the, the body will regulate what it wants you to do and that's normally the right way to go but it's when we try and overcomplicate it and that's the same with our training really um are we overcomplicating training sometimes by asking the body to do things that we don't need to do trying to put too many hard efforts in and all that sort of stuff so let's not try and reinvent the wheel people absolutely and then and it's backed up by professor ross tucker so shout out to ross ross yeah so if you're listening ross thank you very much for that and if you do try it let us know how you get on if you if you disagree with it let us know if you agree with it let us know uh i'll be trying it i tend to try it anyway most of the time by putting my hands on my knees when i've finished an hard run um but yeah it's it's a see runner's world Delivers again. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that Runner's <laughs> World doesn't doesn't deliver. I mean, I'm not. This isn't a slight on Runner's World, but this this um this segment of the show is is being you know it's a massive Runner's World shout out. And they're us nothing, Rob. They're us nothing. Um, I'm I'm gonna find something different next week from from a competitor <laughs> from a, a, mag- a competitor of Runner's World, another magazine. Um. Get in touch with us, Runners World. That's a threat. <laughs> You're threatening people now, not just me. Yeah, I am. I'm angry. <laughs> um, couch to coached. Couch to coached, yeah. So this is the part of the show where we talk about my training week. So um, what I've done in the last week, and we've just talked about crew, and I haven't really done much since then. But what I'm going to be doing and focusing on over the next next week between now and the next podcast. Um. So... You did crew. I did crew. Um, yeah, we talked about crew. You did really well at crew, and mm. we are in a bit of a a bit of a limbo, really, in terms of where you're at at the moment, because we obviously did the effort on Sunday. Um, Monday was it was down as a sixty minute easy, but you didn't do it. No. Obviously, whatever reason, rest day, wise thing to do. Listen to the body, take the yeah. rest. Tuesday, football. Yeah, I scored two goals at football. Oh, I know. I decided oh. to I started, decided to have a bit of a go up top and scored one goal. Channel Harland. Yeah, scored a penalty. Uh, my lad Bradley, he played with us and he scored four. He did really, really well. Some good finishes as well. I was dead impressed. Um, did you celebrate yeah. your penalty? 
Yeah, of course I did. Celebration. Celebration. Just Albatross. it. <laughs> just the fist pump into the air. <laughs> fist pump and then albatross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Running around the pits like an albatross. <laughs> and then you went running yesterday with a Stoke Fit lot. I did, yeah. So that was a it was continuous. So it was a, a, a medium short. It was advertised at four point four. It only ended up being four, <laughs> but it was a, it was a continuous. Tend, it tends to be normally we tend to have mustering, so we stop and then we muster back. But this one was just a continuous run. Every now and again, they put one in, so I decided to do that, which was quite good. Nice little run around. Yeah. Nice easy pace. I can see yeah. it was truly easy by the data that's coming out. Uh, downhill to start, uphill to finish. Handled it really nicely. Legs feeling all right now. Yeah, all happy, all good. So you got workout of the week. That's today. Yeah. Um, Six by eight hundred meters. I've got you down. This is just to get a little bit of uh, get the legs turning a little bit more after crew. Nothing too stressful, really. Um, sort of a, a, a threshold-ish pace for your um, your eight hundred meters. Ninety seconds jog recovery. Um, we're repeating that six times just to get the legs moving again. We don't want the body to basically feel like you've trained, hit your target, and all of a sudden it goes into like a an idle state. So mm. what we want to do is just keep you consistent with your running, keep your same sort of structure, get that structure back, keep a bit of a session in because your body is starting to get used to those sessions. But we just play around with it. We make it less intensity um, and we get you out there. Have you noticed the introduction of the drills? Yes, I have straight after. Yeah. Straight after. So we're going to start introducing some drills to Rob's training. Uh, A-skip drills. Um, what I'll do is I'll see if we can get a video that we can share of the A-skip drill. There is one um, on the descriptions, Rob. So when you come yeah. to have a look at it, watch the video for the A-skip drill. And what this is really good at doing is just basically over-exaggerating the running movement with the hip flexors, the knee joint ankles the toes should be dorsiflexed when you're doing it which is pointing to the sky we focus on the positive arm drive and what it does is over a period of time a long period of time don't expect this to be on your next workout is the over exaggerated running movement becomes part of muscle memory your body likes what it's asking you to do and it can change and alter your running form over time um and we're going to put that into your training on a weekly basis should only take you about 15 minutes yeah. Um, and we'll just see how it develops over a period of time. Things that we might see is improved running cadence. You feel a little bit stronger when you're running. Um, mm. You might see that your arms pump a little bit more and your running uh, economy might get better over a period of time. So we'll just we'll have a, keep an eye on it. We've had a conversation about that because my, my running, I, I was questioning my running style a couple, I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but I was questioning my running style when I did the bleep test and I sent you a video of me running, didn't I? Yeah. And we were talking about that my posture when I'm running is is good. There are things, certain things that I can do. Because when I run, I tend to graze my feet together. You can see yeah. my trainers that my feet rub together bizarrely. I don't know how it happens because there's that much of a gap between my legs anyway. But they rub together. So what you said is these A-drills will hopefully you get, yeah. I improve think my posture as well. What you tend to find is with an A-drill is that it will improve your posture. There's a few good key coaching cues that you can remember when you're running um one of them is like standing tall remember that you need to be tall because you know a good posture of a runner it's nice and tall um you need to imagine something like you've got a helium balloon on top of your head pulling you yeah. up 
One thing people do when they get tired in a race is they start to hunch forward and the shoulders become rounded, which affects the ability to drive the arms properly. It also affects the ability to get oxygen into the body. Um, so things like staying tall and the age will help with that because what you're doing is in the age is you're staying nice and tall. You're over-exaggerating the uh, running movements, the muscles, the tendons that are supporting the, 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 the joints basically become stronger. And I'd say over a period of time, your body adapts to that and it becomes the natural running style. But yeah. it does take, it, it takes months, if not years, to get that picked up. But yeah. you have to start it at some point to see. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I've been do- I have been doing it. Um, we'll put that in. Most of the easy running. I tend yeah. to try and do it just, just it not, it's not for 15 minutes. It's probably for five minutes, just down the, this main stretch where I come back into yeah. my throat. I mean, what a lot of people can do is they incorporate them into a little bit of five minutes after each of their easy runs. Yeah. Uh, I put it in the in the scheduling just to make sure you're doing it. But yeah. the other thing to do is to add it in things like your warm-ups uh, before races and harder efforts. Um, so you got those. Uh, tomorrow's a rest day. Then we move on to Saturday for a bit of a 30-minute easy. Part run. Part run, yeah. Where are you going? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm decided probably probably local this time. I went Start to Miami. Starts at nine, Rob. In the <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> get that right. And then Sunday we've got a sixty minute easy, um, which is just to, to get you out of the door, uh, and some strides at the end, just to get the legs turning again. Next yeah. week we'll pick it up a little bit, but we need to have a discussion as to what your next goal is really. If it's going to be Utoxita, we need to work towards that. I mean, the thing with the NSRRA races, Nostas Roadrunners, is some of the distances start to come in a little bit now mm-hmm. um, with half marathons. So. I think we want to try and make the most of your uh, every other weekend of your long runs, getting your getting your distance up, uh, yeah. your time on feet up. So we'll have a little bit of a chat about that off air, um, and maybe we'll start getting you out for sort of like ninety minutes on a Sunday, just yeah. every other Sunday when you've uh, you, you've got more time, uh, and see if we can get your time on feet up uh, mm. to get you ready for the longer distances that are coming yeah well we have got we've, like say you've got um you talks to half coming up and then we've got clayton 10k and then we've got yeah. westbridge five mile uh, we've got epstones five so the, there's a couple of shorter races in there but i've got potter's off coming up as well i've got yeah. um, doing the killer mile which is only a mile which is all uphill uh, that for me is just more of a yeah i, I mean running that to, 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 to win it by any stretch of the imagination. But I think to... your, your North Stats Roadrun races, they, they lend themselves quite well to probably what I would see as your bigger target is Potter's Half. And I think to do Potter's Half, one of the things that we need to build on, because you've got a fantastic time at Stafford, ways that we can bring out some further improvement is to increase your time on feet, get you comfortably running for an hour and a half on a every other Sunday at a nice easy pace, maybe drop some sort of specificity in there with some sort of target race pace uh, miles. And it just makes that a little bit easier for you. Um, and we'll just, we'll just see how we get on really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's all going in the right direction. It's a birthday soon as well. So I'm getting older. When's your birthday? The people are listening in 16th of May, so a month's time. I turned 35. What May? Mm. 35? 35. You, don't look at, you don't look a day over 40, Rob. Uh, <laughs> people, it was, it was always having bad too with the lads from football. They were saying look over 40. I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
I know I do. I look a lot older than I do. It's the experience. It's the it's the mature look in my face. It's nothing to do with the wrinkles or anything like that. It's the mature look in my face. Well, we've already had some birthday bombshells on this episode, so we'll, <laughs> we'll cut the birthdays to a chat to a, a minimum. Um, but I think we've had a good week. Crew, Brilliant. a roast dinner, and a good episode. Good episode, definitely good episode. Uh, great questions. Anybody got any questions? Please let us know. Uh, any shout outs that you want. And last thing I want to say is massive good luck to everybody that's running Manchester Marathon this Sunday. Let us know how you get on. Tag us in any post that you put on Instagram if you want to. Uh, and we can catch up next week. So see you all later. Yes, yeah, see you later. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>